Hello everybody, this is Ryan at Risen Fly Fishing, and here is episode 5. We are catching up to Star Wars here. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for listening. If you haven't checked out all of our other podcasts that we have thrown together here, uh, we plan to have this be a regular occurrence here, so we'll post same time, same day, every single week. Our plan right now is Mondays. Um, and if we continue to backlog a handful more of these, we'll try to put out maybe two a week as time goes on. So, uh, if you don't know who we are, you can check out our business at www.risenfly.com. Uh, see all of your uh, full lineup of fly fishing products, rods, reels, flies, fly lines, boxes, tying materials, hooks and beads, all that fun stuff at really good prices. And we do a lifetime warranty in all of our products too. So go ahead and check that stuff out. We would appreciate it. And uh, also, if you want to log on to the website, there will either be a pop-up box or at the bottom, you can sign up for our emails. And when you do that, you'll get emailed a 15% off uh, coupon code for your first order. So we will get right into it. I appreciate you guys listening. And today our topic is an important one. I actually wrote a blog about it a couple years ago on the website. Um, But I get so many people in the shop that say, Okay, I've been in fly fishing, I've got my, you know, what I said a couple episodes ago, Swiss Army knife of fly fishing, my 9 foot 5 weight, but uh, I want to buy another one. I'm doing something else and I want another fly rod. Should I upgrade this one? Should I get a different one? Uh, you know, how much should I pay for it? Uh, what, what size, what length, all these things. Uh, that's probably one of the most common questions we get in the shop when people are just expanding their lineup, you know, more tools in the toolbox for them. And uh, and I love that question because I kind of fire back by asking more questions rather than just answering it. So that's our topic today is uh, how do I purchase my next fly rod? So, you know, first of all, I think one of the best things to do is to go into your local fly shop and cast a bunch. But we're going to talk about how do we narrow it down to what I want and for what purpose. Um, So like I said, most people when they start out, they just want a kind of a, you know, an all around fly rod that does a handful of things for them. So here in Western Pennsylvania, uh, we've got, you know, we've got okay trout fishing in our area, uh, specifically north of Pittsburgh. If we travel a little bit, we've got some really good trout fishing uh, here in PA, Um, but we've got some good warm water fishing. We've got a lot of ponds and lakes. We've got a lot of rivers and streams that hold uh, smallmouth, hybrid, uh, hybrid straight bass, carp, catfish, largemouth, uh, panfish, pike, muskie, like uh, we've got a lot of warm water stuff around here that when people get it out of their heads that fly fishing is only for trout, uh, they're, they're, the expanse of fly fishing just is, uh, is you know, it's just un- unmeasurable. So what I do when people say, hey, I want another fly rod, um, most people say, well, you know, I got a cheapo outfit at Walmart when I started for 30 bucks. Uh, should I just upgrade that? My initial response is no, um, because for me, you know, if you've just started out and you know you, you've uh, you bought a house and all you have is a hammer, uh, don't get another hammer. Get a screwdriver next. You know, get something that does another job for you. Uh, and I think then in, in fly fishing, we kind of want to do the same things. So usually I ask a question like, well, since you started fly fishing, what else are you doing? Like, what do you like doing? What do you want to do different? You know, do you like throwing dry flies? Do you want to go catch steelhead up in Lake Erie for us? Do you want to um, start targeting, you know, big fish like pike and muskie? Um, do you like the small streams where you're catching, you know, little four-inch brook trout? Or do you like catching panfish? So 
once I get the answers to those questions, um, then I start giving advice from there. So when I pick out a fly rod, um, I have three tiers of importance. Uh, and I'll explain that as we, uh, you know, as I'm answering these questions for people. So the first one for me is what flies are you throwing? And most people kind of take a step back and they're like, what, what does that matter? Um, and for me, the whole purpose of the fly rod is to throw the fly. Um, unfortunately, we don't catch a fish every t- single time that we cast out there. Um, if we did, everybody would be fly fishing. Um, but maybe 1% of the time, we're actually catching a fish. Um, you know, in a, in a good day, maybe 10% of the time. But, uh, but every single time, you're casting that fly. So we want those, um, those, those flies that we're using on a regular basis to be able to be presented in the best way possible because of the gear we're using between our rod and our reel and our fly line and our leader. Um, so uh, the best way to explain this is let's say you go out and you do a lot of dry fly fishing and you're fishing flies size, you know, 14s to 20s. You don't want to throw that on an eight weight. You want something a little bit more delicate to be able to throw those. And, and, uh, we'll get into the next couple of steps from there. So if all the information I have is, Hey, I want to fish dries from 16s to 18s. I'm probably, well, 14s to 20s. If I'm probably going to suggest probably a three or a four weight. Um, something with a little bit more delicate line, um, something maybe with a little bit more action to it rather than a fast action rod because you want uh, less line speed to be able to get more of a delicate presentation. Um, that's all preference at the end of the day too, but that's what I like to use myself and also what I suggest for other people. Um, so we might use like a three or four weight to throw dry flies. If you come back and you're like, uh, I'm throwing a lot of streamers for bass, I might even get into some pike. Um, and throwing some big stuff. Okay, let's look at like an eight weight where you that line will be able to handle some of those bigger flies. You might be throwing stuff from maybe as small as a size eight streamer to a two watt streamer um, for pike. Uh, you want, if you're, if you're throwing that on that dry fly rod on that three weight, uh, you're not gonna be able to do it. The physics don't work. Um, so you need something with, you know, a stouter rod and a heavier line. You know, the grain weighting of that line needs to be able to push that that big fly out there as well. Um, especially if you have any weight on it too. And once those things get wet, they weigh so much more. So yeah, I might suggest an eight weight, nine weight, 10 weight, something like that. Um, so the first step is figuring out what flies you're throwing. Um, the second step for me is what water you're fishing. Um, and everybody, my next step, you'll probably guess what that is out of three. Um, they're like, well, what's that matter? Well, you might be fishing dry flies, like I said before, on those, uh, you know, 16, 14, all the way up to, you know, down to 20, 22, um, on a smaller stream, and you can get away with like maybe an eight, eight and a half foot, three or four weight, uh, or even shorter, depending on what you want. But if you're on a big river out west and you're throwing stuff like that, you might step up to a five or six weight just because you've got to put longer line out um, for your casts. You might have some wind conditions that you're throwing those in. Uh, that you just need a heavier rod and a heavier line to be able to punch those out. Um, you might be in, you know, something like I've talked before with small streams that you just need a shorter rod uh, because of the water that you fish. You might fish the same uh, same flies, but if you're on a stream that just has a ton of vegetation, you might need something that's seven feet, seven and a half feet, rather than eight, eight and a half, because you've got too much uh, too much stuff in the way, and you need a shorter rod to kind of get into those situations. Um, you also might say, Hey, I want to get into the Euronymphing side. Well, 
You know, I might, uh, we're probably going to suggest a, a 10 to 11 foot rod for you and in, in that side of things. So you might be throwing the same flies, but you want a different technique or you've got a different body of water or how you're fishing it. Um, so body of water and technique that you're doing is definitely going to play into effect as to the the length of the rod, I think more often than not, but uh, also the size of the rod. You might step up or step down accordingly. So step one, we've got what flies are you throwing? Step two is where you're fishing. Um, what body of water typically, and that's always going to change, but usually um, as you get more specific, you might have two different dry fly rods, um, one for one situation, one for another. And then last but certainly not least is the fish that you're catching. And people say, well, shouldn't that be first? Well, like I said before, you're not catching fish every single cast. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of modern rods uh, hold up to big fish. Uh, it's very rare that a rod breaks because of the fish. And when you think about it, you know, you've got your fly line that probably has a 30 to 50 pound uh, core to it, um, let alone the, the material over top of it. You've got backing at 30 pounds. You've got this rod that is lightweight, but pretty, you know, pretty uh, strong overall. But we're running four, six pound tippet. Um, that tippet material at the end of your fly is going to break 999 times out of 1,000. Um, the only time a rod breaks, in my opinion, most of the time our warranty claims are from, we'll call them user error. <laughs> user error as in I uh, unfortunately shut it in the trunk of my car, or I fell on the stream, or I was trying to get a snag undone and just yanked it too hard, or my buddy stepped on it when he was trying to take a picture, or I walked out of the cabin and the door closed on it. Uh, yeah, I've done most of those. but. Um, but when you look at a rod, it is going to be well equipped to handle big fish, even on smaller gear now because of the technology. Um, so that's kind of last but not least. Um, so as you as we talked before, uh, the flies that we're throwing, the water that we're fishing, and then the fish that we're catching, we'll make slight adjustments accordingly. You know, if I'm looking at, uh, I keep kind of bringing local stuff together. Uh, steelhead. Steelhead are, whether you want to call them steelhead in the, in the Great Lakes or not, that's a debate for a whole other story. Uh, they're genetically rainbow trout, no matter where they are. Uh, they get stocked into the stream in PA in the springtime. They go out to the lake for three years, and then they come back as four to eight pound silver bullets that range, you know, 22 to 28 inches. Um, I might be using the same techniques for those that I am for trout. I might be high stick nymphing with nymphs, eggs, you know, maybe some streamers here and there. And uh, that might be the same thing I'm using for opening day of trout here locally in April, that I'm catching eight to 12 inch rainbows that weigh less than a pound. Um, so when I'm looking at the fish that I'm catching, I'm gonna step up my gear accordingly. I might fish a three or four weight for stock trout. I'm probably gonna fish a six or a seven weight for, for steelhead. Uh, then you step up to the, the salmon in the Great Lakes. We do Lake Ontario every year um, and the tributaries there. I'm probably fishing an eight weight almost every single day up there because the king salmon get 20, 30 pounds sometimes. Um, so uh, look at that the next time that you're going out looking for another rod. I would say rather than upgrading a rod, unless you have 10 of them already, um, look at adding another tool to the toolbox. You know, get, if you already have a five weight, get a three weight because you like doing, you know, panfish and small stream trout. Um, get an eight weight because you want to do bass and steelhead. You know, get a four weight because you want to do dry flies. Uh, so add add to your arsenal um, because you want a specific tool for a specific job rather than a Swiss Army knife, as I call it uh, before. 
when I look at at the fishing that I do throughout the year, my nine foot five weight gets very little work. Um, I streamer fish for it with it on on uh, trout streams. Um, I'll sometimes throw poppers on ponds and lakes with them, uh, maybe some streamers on those too. But uh, throughout the year, I might see my nine foot five weight three four times at the most, where I'm fishing my seven and a half foot three weight ITB rod for panfish half a dozen times in the summer, also fishing small streams with it, also fishing dry flies for it on on smaller medium-sized streams, you know, urine nymphing with a 10-foot three weight. Um, so, you know, throughout the year, I've got the luxury because I've got a few extra rods uh, to my disposal as most other people. I might fish seven or eight different rods throughout the year depending on what I'm doing um, to have a more specific tool for that purpose. So I want to, you know, one of the examples I give in the shop is, okay, there's a wall in front of me. How do you knock it down? Do you want a tack hammer, a claw hammer, or a sledge? Okay, we want the sledgehammer because that'll make easy work of that. They're all hammers. These are all fly rods at the end of the day. Um, but pick a tool that's going to do the job efficiently. Uh, you know, if I'm if I'm doing some some small work or hanging pictures or whatever else, I want a tack hammer. If I'm putting a roof on, I probably have a claw hammer or anything like like that. Hold on, coffee break. Um, so when you're looking at something like that, take this to heart and kind of figure out what, um, what your rod should look like and then hit your budget accordingly. Uh, you know, don't overspend, but also if you think this is something you're really going to like, uh, I say adjust your budget on how much you're going to use it. You know, people come in looking for waders as a great example. Like, okay, how many times a year do you fish? Oh, I'm a occasional weekend warrior. I fish twice a month. Okay, don't spend more than 150, 200 bucks on a pair of waders um, because you're just not going to use it as much. Um, if if someone comes in and they're like, I fish, you know, four times a week. Okay, let's spend 250, 300 dollars, 400 dollars on a pair of waders. More on the boots because you're going to be putting a lot of miles in on them. Um, so. I think usage is a, is a good uh, factor when you're looking at the price range of these products too. Um, and just like I said with our company, like don't let price scare you out either. You know, our $300 rods fish a lot like six, seven, $800 rods out there from other companies too, if you ask me. Um, so find, uh, find what you want in a rod and then go out and, and look for others, you know, other options. Um, and like I said, go to your shops. I mean, like I, we're trying to get into other shops. We'd love you to look at us too. Um, but cast a few things. Uh, we've got three different series of rods that range from three to eight weights. They're all different. You know, I might like one series better than another for this specific purpose, and you might like the opposite. Um, so th that's kind of the nice thing about fly fishing at the end of the day. We've got a lot of different gear out there, and it just matches personalities out there. Somebody might like a super fast rod than the next guy who likes fishing glass and bamboo um, and likes something slower. Uh, so it's preference at the end of the day. But go through that hierarchy of the importance of what your next fly rod should be. Uh, the next time you want to buy one, reach out to us. We'd love to be able to answer questions if you guys have any or give you advice, point you in the right direction. Um, and then you can check out our gear in the meantime there too. So we appreciate you guys listening today. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this. If you want to check out any of our gear, hop on our website at www.risenfly.com. Uh, if you look at the links above, you can check out our rods, reels. Also, if you hit that drop down, you can see the combos that we have. So when you buy a rod and a reel, we actually give a discount by throwing them together. Uh, usually ranges from about $25 to $40. And then on top of that, we have our target species kits 
So just like we talked about today, if you're like, okay, I want to get into steelhead. I haven't done that before. We have steelhead kits that get you a rod, reel, uh, backing, fly line, a leader, and a box of four dozen flies. So literally, you get everything in the mail. You can throw a fly on the end of the line and go catch some fish. You have everything that you need. Um, so those kits, when we throw everything together, are actually discounted compared to buying everything separately too. Uh, usually save about 30 to 50 bucks on those too. So uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us. Once again, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We've got a new one of these coming out at least every single week going forward. We have some other fun things planned. Hopefully get some guest speakers in here as well and uh, get you guys enjoying this podcast. Make sure you share it with some friends too. Uh, We want to get as many people as we can on this. Make sure you subscribe to our channels through all the outlets that we have. Check us out on our social media accounts too. And like I said earlier, if you hop on our website and join our email list, you'll get a 15% off coupon code on your first order. Thank you guys again. Have a great day. We will see you next time.